When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Speakernomics, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me. Speakernomics is the show where we flow and go and help you to know how to grow a thriving speaking business. Why? Because you've got a message and a mic. Might as well add some money to your M&Ms. <laughs> Guess what, everybody? I'm back home. Yeah, back home from Influence, the national convention for the National Speakers Association. It's held every summer and if you haven't been there you gotta get there what a fantastic time we had i got to hang out with some amazing speakers naomi Rodi and les brown and ruby newell legner and john molitor and delator mcneil and clint pulver jamie nolan and the list continues what was cool at this event was the number of first timers i've got to say fully one-third of the more than 1,000 attendees were first-timers, and I wanted to share with them some knowledge from speakers who have done it over years, and in some cases, even decades. So this episode is advice for brand new first-time speakers. But before we jump into the show, I just want to remind you to hop on over to Speakernomics, the voice mailbox. Every week we ask a question, and we like to play your answers on the show or just hear from you in general. So head on over to Speakernomics speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail that's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail and we'll play your message on the show so listen out for today's question just a bit later and then head on over to the link with your computer or your mobile device speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail let your voice be heard okay let's get into it at Influence, I had the opportunity to sit down with several fantastic speakers, just getting their take and their input and advice on what first-time speakers or what beginning speakers should know about the industry. I'd like to say, if you were starting your business now in 2023, what would you tell yourself? What advice, knowing what you know, would you give yourself in order to start a speaking business, a professional speaking business now? I'm here hanging out with the professional speakers photographer, John D'Amato. What's going on, brother? How you doing, Robert? <laughs> Fantastic. So the question that I'm asking everybody, this year there were 350 first-timer attendees to our, our conference. Wow. What do you think, from your perspective, in the field that you do, what's the biggest nugget that you can provide to those who are just coming into the speaking industry? Well, obviously for me, the biggest thing that I would want to impart on all those first timers is the importance of the way that they position themselves in their visual storytelling. Mm. And 
and specifically within their photography. Okay. And the key thing that I would want to impart on them is it's not just about looking good in these photos. You know, a lot of people put a lot of effort in the makeup and the hair and the and the outfits and all of these things, and they are important. All of that stuff is very important to be able to convey how you want to be perceived by your audience. Right. But the key thing to be perceived as that expert, as that thought leader, as that person that is the one to hire for that specialty that they are an expert in, mm -hmm. is the way in which they convey their personality, their essence, the emotion that these images convey, right. so that they can really put out there a sense of, you know, who they are, who they serve, right. the problems they solve, and how they solve those problems. So if you were to give them a specific tip, if somebody's taking their photos, if somebody is saying, hey, I'm an image consultant for you, yeah. um, as a speaker, is there, what language can I use to make sure that I'm getting the best bang for my buck or just presenting myself in the best way? The best way is to actually think about the way in which you want to be perceived. What are those words? Mm -hmm. What 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 are the what are those specific words that you want to uh, convey to your audience? Yeah. And address that with your photographer before the session, okay. so that the photographer can direct you to convey those emotions through your facial expression, through your body language, through the through the activities in which you're engaged in front of the camera, yeah. so that it really hammers home the point yeah. of how you want to be perceived. So let's let's use an example really quick. So for example, my brand is energy and enthusiasm. So, you know, my, my brand colors are blue and orange, blue for, for trust and energy, and, uh, oh, sorry, an orange for that sprinkle of energy inside of that. So if I want that to come across in my ph photography or my brand imaging, um, what would you do with that? Like, look at the way that your face is moving when you talk about that stuff. You yeah. light up, you get excited. Yeah. That is what needs to happen when you're in front of the camera. Oh, man. If okay. you just, if you're just posting up, looking all cool, like a badass, yes, that part is important. We need to show an emotional range yep. within the portfolio of the images that you show to your audience. Yep. But what's really important is those eyebrows, those eyes, they need to light up. We need to see that energy. We need to see that conveyed throughout a large, significant portion of that portfolio. Okay. Because those are the types of stories you want to share. That's how you want to be perceived. And that's what you want to impart on your audience. Fantastic. So if I were to take away from our conversation one big tip, uh, we want to make sure that we understand our brand and we also want to have words that can encapsulate that brand so that we can share that with photographers, with videographers, anybody that is assigned to capture that brand. Yes, including your video people, including the way uh, your marketer, your marketing team leverages the photos yeah. in terms of the way that you pair it with your branding elements. It, it's, it's the North Star. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic information on branding from John. I also had the opportunity to speak with a couple of speakers about how they got gigs and how they would begin to get paid gigs if they were starting out now. I've got with me Arel Moody from Talkadot and Frank Kitchen from Superstar Kitchen Enterprises. I don't know, y'all tell me what it is. But the question for y'all is, as experienced speakers, what are some things through your lens, through your field of expertise, that you think 
beginning speakers really need to lean into and pay attention to? This is exactly what I did and what I would tell someone to do. I would not reach out randomly to colleges, high schools, corporations, businesses, and expect that they're going to book me to speak. They're not. They don't know you. They don't like you. I use a land and expand technique. My goal is to first find the association that my ideal clients are a part of. So if I'm in college, I'm at APCA, I'm at NACA, I'm at NOTA. If I'm at high schools, I'm at Gear Up, I'm at Trio. If I'm at corporations, I'm at ASAE, or that's really associations. But I'm going to try to speak at the association of my clients first. All of those groups have requests for proposals, requests for speakers. Go on their website, find out when their event is, find out when their RFP is, submit to speak. If you get accepted, now you speak in front of that audience. Now, I recommend using the tool we created called Talk It Out for lots of reasons, but here's the land and expand technique. You just need to get one talk. You get data with that talk. Now you find all of the people who are similar to that one client. So if I want to speak at Cos Orientations and I speak at a NOTA conference, which is Cos Orientation, I then go to all other cards or college orientations and say, I spoke at NOTA. Here's a link to my data. Here's a link to my website. I'd love to speak at your orientation. Once I actually get a college to say yes to me, then I go to another college and say, XYZ University just booked me for their orientation. Here's the data in my video that I did at the NOTA conference. Would you like to book me? Then when they, and then I'm stacking those up. I'm landing one and then I'm expanding. What most people, so what that does is when you're doing outreach, it's compounding on top of each other. What most people are doing are just like throwing a fish, uh, a hook into the water, hoping to catch a fish, they don't catch nothing. I want you to actually start sewing a net and then you can catch a lot of fish. So I would choose an association for the clients that you want to go after. Do any and everything you can to do request for proposal, request for speakers, get on the stage with workshop or keynote. Don't worry about getting paid for those because that's not where the money comes from. It comes from the audience, land one, and then expand in that one vertical. All right, so can I do the uh, plus you know, model as far as I'm going to add on to what Arel just said? So for me, same thing I've used and shared with a lot of the coaching clients I work with is we try to go out and look for groups and organizations who don't know and love us. So many times we're going to start off as a speaker. What we need to do is let our network and the people around us know that we're going to be starting a speaking game. So I love to share with people, whether it be on LinkedIn, whether it be in your phone, whether it be in your email, find 100 people who you know, who know you personally, where if you see them on the street, they're going to be like, hey, what's up, Frank? And what you're going to do is you're going to either text them, email them, or meet them in person and let them know about your speaking dream. Let them know who you work with, the problem you solve, and you let them know when you hear of an opportunity, please have those people contact me. Because what you have to do is, like what Arell said, you have to start to build up that resume, and people are going to invest in people that they know and love before the people that they don't know. Many times we are part of an association, and the thing is, you should reach out to that association and say, hey, I was a member here, I was a volunteer here, I've been here in the audience, so guess what? I'd love to come be a speaker, I can add value, and you can follow what Arell said. Whether it be a workshop, don't have to go for the keynote, that'd be nice, but get up there on stage because you understand the language and the method of what's going on there. So it's the association. Your friends could be at the business or a company. Talk to them. Do you do any professional development days? You need any training? Here's what I go and do. And many times, if you even stepped out from your employer, you can even go back to your old employer and ask, can you come back and help? But the case is, what we need to do is stop trying to go out and, you know, my last name's Kitchen, so I tell people, if we're hungry for something, you don't always go to the restaurant because you can't afford to go do that. What we do is we go look in our own cupboards first. So stop trying to go out to the restaurant, stop trying to order in, go see what you can make up. And what you can make up is you can go ahead and reach out to all your friends and family and let them know what you're doing. If people within your inner circle network don't know your speaker, then you're not going to get booked. Wow. So much goodness from Frank and Arell. 
Did you know that anyone can be an author? Yes, anyone, including you. At bookbaby.com, we make it easy to bring your self-publishing dreams to life. We offer editing, design, printing, and distribution. Our ebook and audiobook services will ensure your book can be read anytime, anywhere in over 70 languages. All it takes is a manuscript to get started with self-publishing. Book Baby can take care of the rest. Bookbaby.com, where writers become authors. That's bookbaby.com. See you there. Did you know that speakers who can deliver their message and get laughs just get more referrals and bookings? I'm Mac Dryden, and I've written material for Bill Maher and The Tonight Show and many others where my job was to get laughs for other people, and I guarantee I can do it for you. I've been making people laugh since a passenger side airbag was your brother-in-law. Go to MacDryden.com, that's Mac with a K, click on writing and see how I can make your speech a lot funnier, and you don't pay a dime until you are thrilled. Now let's hear from Elena Hill. Elena Hill, tell us a little bit about yourself first. Quick 30 seconds. What, what's, what's the Quick deal with you? Quick 30 seconds. I'm yes. a change leadership expert engineer and IT project manager by training. I was a geek, then a leader of the geeks, and now I help leaders of the geeks develop leaders of geeks. <laughs> okay. So if you were thinking back about your career, what would be one quick tip or big advice that you would give to beginning speakers, someone who's looking to launch, get the game off the ground here? Well, the first thing I would do, as you just mentioned, actually launch. I got that tip from my mentor, Delatoro McNeil, who says, you know, you got to get the plane off the ground yeah. and tweak it as you go. And that has been, I think, one of the accelerators that helped me because what that did is I didn't just kind of sit still. I wasn't stagnant. I was continuously moving and tweaking what needed to be tweaked while the aircraft was actually in the air. Okay. So it's really about uh, just that continuous improvement that I know and love as a change leadership expert about how we just make incremental changes and improvements. Don't wait until everything is perfect yeah. to call on clients. That is something that I did. I waited a little too long for that because I had a little trepidation. Start making those calls because sometimes those no's are going to teach you what you should tweak. Yeah. And get the thick skin to take those, take the feedback, and make and implement the changes. So let's talk about those calls for just a second. I know a lot of people say make the calls. Some people are not even sure who they should be calling, where they can get that information, how do they figure out what number to call or are there gatekeepers, are there assistants? So if you think about your process, how did you navigate that process of starting to create a list of who to call and how to reach them? Thank you for asking that because what often happens is people think they should just go calling strangers. Right. I don't call strangers. I call people that I know, people who already um, either knew my reputation for something that I'd done previously, people that I had some relational capital with yep. that I could either ask them for a referral, who might they know. Um, also asking people to take a look at your messaging and see if it seems confusing or clear to them. Right. So sometimes the call isn't the ask for business, yeah. it's the call, the ask for feedback and to partner with you in your success. Yeah. And a lot of times people are very, very happy and willing yeah. to, to partner with you on your success journey. So that call can be a scary thing for a yeah. lot of people, is that it freaks people out. Yeah. Do you have any quick tips for people that are starting to make those 
those calls? How do they get themselves maybe mentally and emotionally and even spiritually prepared for those calls? Is there a script, a formula, a framework that you want to share? You know, as much as I love technology, I mean, I am a geek. I said I was a geek, but I am a geek. Mm -hmm. I love technology, but a good old post-it note right in front of you. And I have I have a couple. I have one from uh, Tammy that, uh, that says sometimes you have to say no to make room for yes. I have another one that says sometimes from, uh, from, from Linda in her Ask Outrageously where, you know, when we ask, we risk a yes. Yeah. And so just reminding yourself and just putting some positive messaging in front of you because it changes your body posture. We all know that there is a, a physiological response to positive language. So fill yourself up with as much of that as possible. That's going to talk you into making the call. And here's something that we have to be very careful of. Don't line yourself up for a bunch of no's. Like right. make some calls, take a break. Go, to, go for a walk, whatever, but don't, don't, especially when you're doing sales calls, don't set yourself up for uh, so much rejection that you get dejected. Wow. That's been phenomenal. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Yeah. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Good luck, y'all. Yeah, you've got to launch. You've got to get started. Check out what Stantall, Steve Bowler, and Jeannie Snyder had to say about this as well. What is a tip or a piece of advice that you would give to a new speaker? Yeah. What you waiting for? What you waiting for? What you, what are you waiting for? Everybody thinking, oh, I gotta wait to be perfect. Oh, it's gotta be, be talk, talk. Start talking. Start getting out there. You are already doing more than what most of the world is able to do already. The number one fear is speaking. And you're sitting up there like, well, what are they gonna say about me? They're gonna say you got up there and they didn't. Yep. Continue to improve your craft. The only way to improve your craft is to get out there and speak. Speak. And when you're done, find somewhere else to speak. In the beginning, it might have to be free. It might have to be low pay. Okay. Speak. Because each time you speak, you're getting better. And one thing I always do is I record every single speech I do. That's right. And I know what I'm doing. And I still record every speech I do, either video or audio, and I listen listen to it again and again and again and again. It's not easy to listen to yourself, but do it anyway. And what you waiting for? Speak. What you doing? Get started now. Get started now. You are a genius. Do you know that? You are a genius in whatever field, whatever lane that you are thinking about speaking about. I want you to get your message out there sooner. Don't wait. Don't sit around. Don't think, oh, what if? Start speaking. Start now. Express your genius. Find that strange intersection of expertise that you have. Mix it up. Get a message. Start speaking. My second thing is ask. Ask to get involved as a speaker, National Speakers Association, clients, ask the question. I would love to work with you. Ask about your audience. Ask them what they need. So start sooner than later. Get your genius out there. Ask your audience because you know what? It is all about them. It's not about you on the stage. It's about them. Relax. Send your message. That's your genius. Fantastic. And finally, let's hear from Dr. James Smith about how to bring your unicorn into your message. If you were to redo your career and you were to start it over, what's one thing that you now 
don't know that you would implement immediately? I am glad you asked, Robert. I would have spent time really uncovering that thing that makes me different, unique, and to use it. I was having lunch with a good friend of mine a couple years ago. He's a speaker. And through lunch, we learned that he plays the saxophone. He's been playing it for 20 years with the band. And I asked him, I said, do you ever use a saxophone during your sessions? Like, no, 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 no. That's for there. I just give them information like, no, you're not doing the right thing. You have a unique skill set and a talent that we don't have. Think about incorporating your sax into your sessions. Well, lo and behold, months later, he changed the name of his company to Right Chord Leadership. And his business card, his website, has a sax. And he opens every workshop and closes every keynote with a song on the sax. Who does that? You have something unique, something different, something germane to you. Use that new speaker and watch it grow your business exponentially. Wow, such amazing advice from our experienced speakers, and I would even dare call them mentors. If you are a beginning speaker, if you're a first-time speaker just getting into the industry, it's worth it for you to seek out mentors, people who can show you and share with you how to get started, how to move, and how to accelerate in the business. If you are an experienced or expert speaker, do me a favor. I didn't get a chance to speak with as many people as I wanted at Influence, but I still crave your insight. Do me a favor. Go to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. And here's the answer that I want you to leave today. If you are beginning your speaking business now, today, knowing what you know, what advice would you give yourself? I'll say that one more time. If you are beginning your speaking business right now, today, this very moment, with the same knowledge that you currently have, what advice would you give yourself? We want to hear from you. Send your thoughts and your responses by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Well, it may or may not be your first time with a mic, but I bet you had a message for a while. And the thing with messages is they're usually told more than once. And as a speaker, you want to be able to keep telling the message while taking care of yourself and your family. So it's crucial to know how to build and sustain a business, namely a professional speaking business. So what's your secret sauce? What big thing are you doing in order to take your message to the mic and make money while motivating? <laughs> Whatever it is, get to the mic, make money, and then mentor. It's your time, my friend. The world needs you. Somebody's out there waiting for you. This has been another fantastic episode of Speakernomics, the podcast where you learn more about how to speak, get paid, repeat. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.